Welcome to the Manly Pinterest Manly Tip Show. Pinterest Hello, folks. Welcome to the Manly Pinterest Tips Podcast. I'm Jeff C., and you're not. Do you want to learn the potential video has to grow your business? What's the best type of video content your audience wants and needs from you? Then stick around because today's show is for you. No matter how much you love Pinterest or Instagram, you just can't be on it 24-7. So I use Tailwind to schedule my pins and my clients' pins. They're an official marketing partner with Pinterest and Instagram, so you don't need to worry. Another feature is that they have incredible analytics that helps me know what content my audience is looking for. They have a free trial that you can access by going to manlypinteresttips.com forward slash Tailwind. That's manlypinteresttips.com forward slash Tailwind. Give them a try today. Now on today's show, it is packed full of information. I was lucky enough to be a part of a panel with some fabulous marketers discussing Instagram video. We discussed how to perform a video content brainstorm, some best practices for designing video content, and what to post, when to post, and shared some of the best tools we found to help create video content. Featuring Instagram marketing expert Rebecca Radice, content marketing manager and Pinterest expert Elisa Meredith, and myself, I know you're going to get some great ideas for creating your own video content, so let's jump right into my conversation with Rebecca Radice and Elisa Meredith. Welcome, everybody, and thank you for being here. I am Elisa Meredith, the content marketing manager at Tailwind, and I am joined by Jeff C. of Manly Pinterest Tips. That is you over there, right, Jeff? It oh, is. Uh-huh. It is. I'm. I'm here. Yes. Hard, they left the door open. No, Jeff, with that beard. They left the yeah. door open, and I just walked right in. So. <laughs> it happen. Anything. It happen. The security around here is terrible. It's horrible. It's just. What can you say? Yeah, but Jeff, we've let someone come between us today. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And I am thrilled to announce that Rebecca Radice has joined the Tailwind team as Instagram marketer. Welcome, Rebecca. Thank you. Great to be here, especially since I get to hang out with two of my favorite people. Awesome. That's really cool. So can I, I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to take it over. Sorry, Lisa. So Um, I want to know, um, like you just, what your title was, what does that mean? What are you, (laughs) what are you going to do? An Instagram marketer? You were an Instagram marketer before. So, I mean, tell us what what your role is at Tailwind. Oh, you have no idea what a big question that is. Um, so really, it's uh, so much of, you know, what I've been doing before and in, in just my previous roles, uh, everything from uh, identifying exactly what the needs are of our audience, um, what their challenges are around Instagram, and then making sure that, you know, as a company, as a product, that uh, we can link those two and we can be that solution for them. So it's everything from uh, writing a whole lot of content, having a whole lot of conversations um, with the community and making sure that uh, we're bringing them the exact ideas, the tools, the systems, kind of the strategies that we're going to talk about here today that really helps them expand their Instagram growth. I think there's still so much confusion around Instagram and it's kind of that place where we feel like everybody's telling me I need to be, but then once I get there, I don't know exactly what to do. Uh, You know, what kind of content I should share, what time I should share it at. So, so many questions and all of that is what I'll get to tackle on a daily basis. 
Wow. Yeah, and, and that's just coming from me and my question. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah, we are we are thrilled to have you. And, you know, the timing of you joining the team could not have been any better. You know, when we were talking about you coming on, um, we, we, we went through some mock exercises that – Guess what? They weren't really mock exercises. We were getting ready to launch a new feature. So, um, Rebecca, because you did all that prep work um, and you were really with us from kind of the beginning of the marketing of that, why don't you explain what we have added to Instagram at Tailwind? Yes. Well, and I, I I thought that was so much fun. So for those of you that don't know, uh, with with Tailwind, they do what is called a project day. And I got the chance to sit with the team and work through what Elisa was just talking about, which was the entire launch of being able to post, auto post videos to Instagram through Tailwind. And so, yeah, I think I, I had uh, just so much fun in being able to work through what a launch would actually look like with this particular feature and then take it all the way through uh, the actual launch. So we uh, we just got a blog post up today. I know we'll share that link uh, that really talks about the feature from beginning to end and everything that we're going to talk about in this live today, which is how can you use video on Instagram? I think we all know that video is hot, 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 and it's definitely uh, a medium, a type we should be using. But again, back to what I was talking about, I think there could be a lot of confusion around what type of video should I be creating? How should I create those? What are the right tools to be able to easily create videos? So that is the uh, new feature and then how we're going to help you start to really use that feature and make it easy to create those videos that you can then add into your Tailwind account. Excellent. Uh, all so, I can say is I'm glad that they hired you because you did a lot of work and that would have been bad if they was like, hey. I know, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's smart on their part. What know, a bummer really, it would have been. But, but, I mean, gee whiz. Yeah, but it was a great it, it was a great process to go through anyway, um, just because it does. There's so many moving pieces. That could be a whole nother live we can talk about uh, how to launch something out into the world. Um, but yeah, it's fun to be able to uh, take it from kind of cradle to grave, right? Where um, you're creating that <laughs> and then you're able to see it all the way through. Cradle yeah. to grave. That's that feels that way sometimes. So <laughs> yes, there's there's actually more graves somewhere in there. Yes. Well, hopefully yeah. in this case it was more like oh I don't know where you'd go backwards from there, but uh, it was it's a fun process and yeah. and you know if anybody wants to see the process for themselves, we are hiring right now. So um, you know we hired. We brought Rebecca on the team, and now we just want more and more. So we're we're looking for another content marketer. We're looking for quite a few roles at Tailwind. So we'd love to have you. Uh, but and our whole process could be uh, a, a whole Facebook Live by itself. But that's not why we're here. We're here so that you can help me and everybody else here figure out what in the world to do with Instagram video. Because like you said, we all know it's one of those things. We all know we should be doing it, but it's not quite as easy as just snapping a picture or grabbing a quote graphic. So can we start off from there? 
what in the world should I be posting for video? Do they want to see my cat? <laughs> Jeff, you want to take that? We always want to see that, but uh, uh, the, but the thing is, those kind of posts do work well. I mean, um, the stuff we do at Social Media Examiner and their private, their like their their private training group, uh, when we do the office hours, uh, Allie is one of, is the host of the show, and her cat always makes an appearance, and people love it. So seeing that behind the scenes, um, but I think that's a good point to talk about the two different types of videos that are on. Uh, Instagram. You have the Instagram stories, and then you have mm -hmm. videos that you could post in the feed. Um, uh, I think just you're being silly about your cat, but people like to see that kind of behind the scenes stuff with stories. And those types of videos do really well um, when you share like parts of your life with people. And of course, it always depends on your brand. You know, if you're at a funeral home and you don't want to really have, hey, these are cats that live here, that would be bad. Um, but <laughs> but it depends on your brand, but they like the behind the scenes stuff. But I think um, showing, talking about kind of the different types of video, for a long time mm -hmm. they were saying, you know, video doesn't work on Instagram posts. They just don't do them, they don't work. Um, but then you see these, these like the, there's a famous juggler that all he posts are, and he's a big Instagram influencer. All he posts is video and it does really well. He hardly ever posts images. So it's what your audience wants, I think. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to show juggling in a, in a photo or a quote graphic that, so that, that makes <laughs> <Right>. a lot. <laughs> but I mean, but if, if your audience, like Zach King, uh, uh, the Final Cut King, uh, Zach King, who's uh, oh, yeah. incredible he's stuff. Amazing. Yeah, uh -huh. he's an, his is all video too, mostly. And so it's what your yeah. audience, I think, expects. So. Um, but I think most people, more people now are more, um, they're, they're, they like to see video once in a while. I mean, it's, it's not going to kill your stuff if you put video out there in the post. Okay. All right. So then we talked about just kind of behind the scenes video. What other kinds of videos should I make? And, and is every type right for every person? Well, you mentioned the, the cat video on the funeral home, perhaps not being, a, a Probably good not. or like, or like your, your pet mouse. In a restaurant probably would not be a good thing either so just oh, gotta yeah. a little discretion would go a mm -hmm. long way mm -hmm. yeah well I, I i think what jess said is is dead on it's you know knowing your audience really understanding what your audience appetite is so you know even if we take one step backwards it's looking at what is your audience engaging with now so go back and do an audit of your instagram content and if you have been using video up until now, what kind of video are they most engaging with? And if you haven't been sharing video, go do a competitive analysis. Take a look at those uh, those that are out there that are creating maybe similar content to yours. They've got some great engagement going on over on Instagram. And you can learn a lot from the type of video that they're sharing um, and seeing exactly how that audience is engaging with that particular piece of content. And then figuring out what are those topics that you want to be known for. So what is it that are your core differentiators within your business now? Think about those in terms of maybe the categories on your blog. So what are those things that you talk about all the time that people want to hear from you? And of course, what is your solution? What is that transformation that you're creating for people? 
And how do you package all of that up into that video content? And to your question, Elisa, there's so many different types of video that we can use just to think about. We've got, you know, IGTV, we've got live, we've got stories, we've got, you know, video that we can post on our feed. So, so many different ways we can use video within Instagram alone without getting into, okay, so now what type of content? Mm. And as I said, I think if uh, you're really paying attention, doing your due diligence on your audience and understanding exactly what naturally motivates them, what are they energetic, enthusiastic about, what do they desire to truly interact with? And then how can you weave that into a video story uh, that really speaks to their very specific needs? That's where the value lies. And I think that's where you start to uh, win that conversation, you start to build that authority, credibility within your space. And that's where you'll start to see that engagement pick up. One of the questions I want to ask you, Rebecca, sorry, Elisa, <laughs> uh, I want to ask you, so um, knowing your audience is huge. So when you look at your analytics for video, sometimes it can be a little deceiving because it looks different on Instagram. So they're showing you, first of all, how many people watch your video? And you've got to remember also those those are only three second videos. So when people scroll through the feed, you know, you've got to balance, okay, your your likes, that means they have to double tap that video to like it. And then some people just watch it. So Rebecca, what are your thoughts on like trying to drill down and seeing if video is really effective for your channel? Because it is kind of a it's kind of a weird way to measure it with kind of the steps yeah. on Instagram. Absolutely. And I think that's that's a great point is that video views really across the board uh, are, are a very different animal than, say, images that we're accustomed to. And I'm going to go back to I can't remember if it, it was you or Elisa that made the point that it might take a little bit of time to to for lack of a better word, train your audience on getting used to seeing videos from you too. So you may not see that traction right out of the gate that is going to give you enough data to go off of. So as with anything else, I would say commit to being consistent with your video strategy. Um, commit to paying attention to how those are performing before you just throw the baby out with the bathwater. Because I I see so many people do that where they post a couple of videos and they're like, eh, this isn't working. Well, wait a second. How many aspects of that particular video have you tested? Have you parsed that out? Are you testing you know, one particular element at a time to really find that that perfect mix or fine tune your strategy. So maybe even coming before your question is what are you going to post? How often are you going to post it? And then what is your one metric that matters to your company that you're going to track? That's a great point because if you're relying on likes, you could feel like it's not working, but it might actually be working great. Mm 
Right, um, exactly. Because there are a variety of different goals, right? Everybody has different goals for different content, different channels. Um, and so depending on what you're trying to gain. So are you looking for awareness? Are you looking for additional traffic? Are you looking to build authority and credibility within your space? Of course, it could be a variety of those. Um, you really do need to understand what you're looking to achieve. In fact, I was having a conversation with Savannah on our team um, this morning about product and how terribly confusing it is for most people on Instagram that are just getting started to even identify what those goals are. Like what's a finish line and what does success mm -hmm. look like? So I think as you start to test out video, it's really understanding, uh, is there a difference between what your image content is doing for you as opposed to what your video content is doing for you? And I, I think there could be very distinct differences where images do a great job in branding us, but there's nothing like video, like the conversation we're having right now that, you know, builds credibility faster than when people can actually hear your words. They can right. hear your inflection or your tone of voice and get a better feeling for you. So I think it's it's important too to take that step back and, and really figure out how does this fit into my overall strategy and content plan? Okay, I have a technical question for you. Not sure if you'll know the, the answer or not, but um, if if you're not getting the engagement you want on video in terms of maybe clicks or comments, um, or likes or comments rather, do you know if video views impact your overall engagement rate? Like if I watch your video, am I more likely to then see your image post later? Either of you know? Yeah. So you're talking about algorithm from an algorithm mm -hmm. perspective. Well, yes, yeah. um, okay. because uh, Instagram definitely takes that as a signal that okay. if I'm interacting with your comment uh, content, if I'm watching your video, um, I want to see more of your content. So, yes, the more people okay. can interact with your content, the more they're going to start to see your content. As I'm sure you both remember, there was a huge change in yeah. how we saw our content every single time we logged into Instagram. And there was a there was a lot of uproar over mm. that where people were very upset. So it does make it a bigger challenge than ever for us as entrepreneurs, as business owners, to make sure that we are training our audience to come over and find us, to interact mm. with our content, to not just view our video, but, you know, make sure you're double tapping, make sure you're commenting, make sure you're interacting with our content as well, because all of that goes a long way in creating a community too around your business where there's conversation that feels like it's very organically happening. And as other people see that, what does that do? Well, again, that lends credibility to your brand because they mm. feel like, oh, well, wait a second, people are over here and they're having conversations. That's that's exciting. And, you know, as humans, we just naturally want to join in. So, yeah, it's it's very important, but in more ways than maybe, you know, we even think about. I think it's right. more important than ever to follow up with comments like on a video. Uh, mm. I think Instagram is probably the one that I think people have the least amount of patience for. They want you to respond quickly uh, and have that conversation, you know, in the comments. Uh, the other thing when you talk about training the audience is like if you promise something in a video, you better give it. 
because the last thing, and this goes for stories or even in the post, you, and I'll talk to stories here. You know, if you're sharing every single moment of your day, like I'm getting coffee now, now I'm sitting down at my desk. And, and then when you open up somebody's uh, story and you see that, you can barely make out the dash. It's like, there's so many, it's like, oh my gosh, I don't have time. And people can mute you. And it's, that's just like Instagram, you know, purgatory. You can never get yeah. out of there yeah. uh, unless they go and like, oh, I forgot about Jeff. I'm going to see what he's doing because once that's, that's yeah. the death knell right there on Instagram. So mm. you do not want that to happen. So finding a balance of between giving you, giving your audience what they want and sharing some really cool behind the scenes stuff and then doing every single moment of your life is not a good idea. I mean, you got to find a balance in there. Yeah, right, so I, yeah, and that is just, that is so incredibly important. And it really leads back to, Elisa, what you had asked first about knowing what to post and then really tying that to a content strategy, because I see it so much, especially like in the travel space where people are on the move all the time and they're sharing every teeny tiny detail instead of being very strategic and thinking about what is the value to my audience? Like for every piece of content I create and post, I'm asking what's in it for me? You know, if I am my audience, why the heck would I care? Why would I want to watch this? Why would I want to click through? Why would I be interested in coming back for more? And I think we all have to consider that with every single thing we do, because, yeah, to your point, we can either get caught up in that fear of missing out of, oh, my gosh, if I don't create more, people aren't going to come back. They're going to they're going to lose touch with me. They're going to forget about me. Um, and then there's also the fear of I've, I've just got to be on all the time, which is insane <laughs> to think of the hours some people are, are putting into uh, Instagram because they haven't put that strategy behind it. Right. Right. Okay. So I, I want to go back and we have some, some uh, viewer questions I want to bring up as well, but um, just going back to the, the engagement portion. So we know that, um, that commenting on a video or liking a video counts as engagement, but do those views count as engagement too or not? I've heard that it's, I think it's a different ranking. I mean, I, I, cause you can get likes on videos too. And I think, I think engagement from what I understand and I'm, and I haven't done a ton of bunch of research, ton of bunch. That's a great marketing term. A, a ton of bunch, a, a ton of bunch of research, a ton of bunch on this. But if you do engagements, engagement, and it's good, you would want that on your video. So I don't think it's weighted anymore. Um, I haven't read any research about that. I think it's just across the board engagement is good on Instagram and you want to cultivate that. So like Rebecca was saying, having a strategy. So if you want to get people to like and interact with your, your videos, maybe you should ask a question or even ask the question in the comments about the video. Um, I was just trying to get to if I feel like I'm not getting a lot of, of likes and comments, but I am getting a lot of views. Is that still a success for me? Right. Is that I think, I think you really me? have to wait because it look. A thousand views looks really, really cool. But when you go into that's only three second views. What is that? Mm -hmm. What does that really mean? I think right. the likes on videos can be really overflated to, to, to I mean, because you're so much you're so, I mean, the views on videos can be really inflated because you're so used to okay. seeing those numbers. Like if you get normally like 200 likes on a photo and then you get like 1500 views on a video, you're like, yeah. I crushed it. Well, you may not really have if you if you really drill down and go into how many likes you're getting on that and how many people are actually watching till the end and all that kind of stuff. 
Well, and I, I think the important thing to your point is not getting so excited about views that you miss the actual importance of what's that next step that they took? What's the action that they actually took? And that goes back to understanding what your goals are. And I'm with you, Jeff. I have not seen anything uh, concrete that says there's more weight placed on views than anything else. Oh, I figured there'd um, be less, but I wondered if there was any. That was kind of my yeah, question. Yeah, I have not Just seen anything around that. Not to say it's okay. not out there. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, I think it's more important that you aren't just simply looking at views as a gauge of engagement and also looking at what are you, what's your call to action within that video? Did people actually take action on that? And is your, is your call to action even effective? Hmm. Well, we have Actually. an answer here from um, NSYNC Media. Uh, who has heard that part of the way Facebook tracks engagement is duration that someone's watching yes. the video. So it may or may not be the same with Instagram, but it kind of makes sense that it, that it may be. So um, we have a bunch of questions now and part of it's going back to, you know, ideas about what kind of video, because I feel like that really practically speaking is probably where people just turn off, right? I, I don't know what to post, so I'm not gonna think about it. So Joy has kind of a specific question, which maybe we can answer that and then help kind of riff off that for other people. Uh, she's a book blogger and she's stuck on how to use video for her Instagram feed. Do you have any ideas for readers? So I'm assuming, and Joy, you can tell me if I'm incorrect. You're a book blogger, so you're reviewing books. Would you guys agree with that assumption? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So I think there's, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> frog in my throat. Um, I think there's a lot of fun ways that, that you could use videos. So you could do uh, little mini readings where you're reading maybe your favorite quote or your favorite portion. Um, you could share the book depending on what type of books they are, uh, kind of walk people through different sections within it. Uh, you could talk through the author, maybe little known facts about the author um, that you thought were really, really fascinating. So I think there's a lot of different pieces that you could highlight while highlighting you as well. So brand your business um, as a book blogger, um, but bring those books in and then I'd assume you have the opportunity to uh, tag those authors, to tag uh, maybe their publisher. So hopefully getting you a little bit more exposure within that, too. What are your thoughts, Jeff? Well, I think those are I mean, those are great things. Um, I was thinking, too, if you if you're like, I don't want to be on camera, you know, you're a little nervous. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of cool things you could do with what are called audiograms. Headliner.io is a great free tool right now where you can go in and you can upload uh, some of your audio and it'll make that little waveform and you can have a uh, like a still image. It's still video on Instagram. And you could, you know, read like Rebecca was saying, an excerpt from the book or your part of your review of why you liked it. Um, also, I think it's really important. And when you're um, if you're doing video, like Rebecca said, where you're actually up there and talking, this sounds so weird, but you want to get the thumbnail when you can set the thumbnail image um, for when your, your video upload. When you upload your video, you can say what you know, what do you want the thumbnail to be um, that you have it be a weird expression on your face. 
I know that sounds weird. We did a test on social media Wait, camera where Wait, no, you said I'm you serious. want it, it to be weird? You yeah, want, I could just like it's just like YouTube. There's a reason why they're always yeah. on the YouTube. They're going and making those faces <laughs> and pointing to stuff because it's disruptive and it makes people stop. Remember, people, especially on Instagram, are slapping up that feed, the scroll so fast. And we did one where I did a tooltip on Social Media Examiner's channel, and um, it was one where I was going like like I was in the middle of a sneeze or something. I don't know, but that's what it looked like. But that one got so many more video views than anything else uh, in the last like three months video wise. Because the only thing that was different was that it wasn't, you know, usually we try to make it so you don't look weird, but I thought I'm gonna test it because it was a really weird face and it really got a lot of views. So that's something to think about as well is what's gonna grab those people's attention first of all, because they're used to static images. Um, you know, you wanna kind of have something that'll stand out. The other thing is if you're doing video, I would highly suggest putting hard-coded captions. And that's uh, because most people on Instagram have the sound off. And mm -hmm. if they see that text of you going, um, you know, talking and, you know, they can read it along, that, that may make them stop and watch and tap for sound as well. Um, you can also do that uh, for free on the Headliner app. It actually will take your video and uh, transcribe it for you and you can, up, man, I'm, I'm going through puberty. I'm like, um, <laughs> but you can, you can go through and do it do it that way, and they'll hard code it right there on the uh, the video, which is really really helpful. Awesome, great tip. Um, we have a question from Coffee Roadshow, which sounds like something we would like. Uh, <laughs> they say, "How can we use video for our podcast that travels the country, highlighting the coffee shop?" So you had a comment about about travel, you know, and sometimes they overdo it. And Mia Voss said, yes, sometimes they do. And you got to be in the moment, too, and enjoy that. But what about if you're doing this for business? Yeah, a, another great tool is anchor.fm. And you can take your podcast, turn it into a video. It will do uh, exactly what Jeff was just talking about, where it will transcribe. So, for example, on my podcast, the way I use this is I will clip uh, maybe 30 seconds, uh, always under 60 seconds, um, just a, a tip, a quote from my guest that I can highlight. And I will take that, pull that out of the actual podcast episode. I'll upload it into anchor.fm and then it's fully customizable as far as branding is concerned too. Um, but that's a that's a really great way to get a lot of mileage out of, uh, see what I did there? He's a travel blogger. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, bad time. <laughs> Get a lot of mileage out of your content. And I know, Jeff, you have a bunch of great tools as well beyond Headliner that help you kind of repurpose and repackage that content into video form, too. Yeah. So um, I, I would think of it as a travel thing. I, I just I mean, I would love to have being able to do that, go to drink coffee all day. And um, yeah. but you but you could go and I mean, you could if you didn't want to be on video or you could mix it up, you could be on video sometimes. But then sometimes you could just sit there with your phone and record like your thoughts on that coffee shop, upload that audio, have it be transcribed with either anchor or headliner, make it an audiogram. Boom. You have a, a 60 second spot you can use on um uh, on Instagram, the, the Instagram feed, the, uh, and you could do it like you'd have the background actually be of that coffee shop because you can, you know, have custom images using those tools and you could have a, 
you know, all, every coffee shop would have a different image, which would be kind of cool. Um, a tool that you could use that I'm, I'm excited because I'm going to talk about it at social media marketing world. Gosh, that's coming up quick. Um, is uh, I'm really a big fan right now of Adobe Rush uh, mm. because it lets you edit um, on your iPhone, on your desktop, and your um, iPad, and it syncs across all those, so you can start one 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 place and go somewhere else and do it. But it also will resize stuff for you, so it'll be for the network. You can make a square video, you can make a horizontal video, and a, a regular landscape type video. But it's and you can switch between them, so it's really really cool. Uh, Justin Brown, if you want to uh, kind of, he has a great tutorial over on YouTube. If you're interested in using that, um, he's going to be at Social Media Marketing World too. But it's so it's so cool to do that with, and it really can crank some content out really really quickly. Yeah, I'll give you two more that I put in today's blog post too. Uh, Life Lapse, which is stop motion, super cool mm -hmm. for any industry. So as that book blogger, you could have a whole lot of fun. Um, they kind of look like a flat lay almost that are now in stop motion. Um, so you can you can really have some fun with those. Uh, and then the other one is Cut Story. So if you're using a lot of stories and you're just creating video, so to your point, Jeff, let's say you're in the coffee shop and you're creating this big, massive video, Cut Story will automatically cut it up for you um, so that you can just break it up into those little bite-sized chunks for stories. So a couple of additional ones. There's just so many tools out there. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And I'm with you. I, I I speak a lot about tools at Social Media Marketing World. So I've been on the hunt for a lot of mm. new ones. And it is crazy. Yeah. How many some... do just so many different things? Yeah, mm. it's fun. You can you can 99 cents yourself to death. <laughs> <You know? laughs> why yeah. is I, why am I for from Apple for $5,000? Oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Mary Lou has a question for you, um, Rebecca. Is a video of your podcast a, a popular video segment for you? So, uh, and what was the second part? She said, "On that note, what?" I didn't. Say oh, that. well, that's a different topic. So, oh, we got can it. Stick with this one first. Got it. Uh, yes, um, it is. Now, I I traditionally do this in story format um, as far as video is concerned. So you'll just need to test and see what works best for you, uh, whether it is within your feed, whether it is within, you know, stories. Um, but the, the key I have found to really uh, successful podcast promotion is make it as relevant as possible the piece you choose to highlight so rather than uh going big like you might on twitter or facebook where you're just sharing the link to the actual podcast with the title you know you're not giving a whole lot of context Instagram is all about context. Instagram wants to know why should I actually take the time to click out of Instagram and go listen to this. Mm. Um, so just think about that. Um, so for me, I make it fairly easy on myself where I've got a, a pretty complete script 
um, with the guest of the questions I'm going to ask. And so as I'm going through, I'm making mental notes as I'm having those conversations of, oh, that was Jeff just dropped a serious knowledge bomb. And that is exactly the, the clip I'm going to use. So just think about it from your Instagram audience's perspective. What is just going to immediately get them to say, oh, I've got to go listen to this? Um, because what I don't find valuable is people that just post, say, a story, a story with a static image with the title of their uh, podcast. And I'm like, Meh, take it or leave it. Right. You know, I'm not really compelled to swipe up and go actually listen to that. One of the things I think, and this is how I th I do the same kind of thing, Rebecca, and the workflow for me is I found really, really valuable is that the first thing I do is I pay to get that uh, transcribed the 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 audio of whatever show or podcast I'm doing, um, and I use Rev. I mean, there's Anchor's really great. I want I don't want to have to mess with any cleanup because Rev does it. They have people do it, and it's fast and it's worth the amount of money I need to pay for that. But I go through it then because I try to take mental notes, but my, my I I have a mind like a metal sieve, and it just stuff goes out just really easy. And um, uh, the the problem is I forget. And then, so what I do is I go back and I look and I go, oh, that's a good question. And that was a great answer. And so I, then I highlight all these different sections and I have out of a 45 minute podcast, you have at least five pieces of content that you can share. And a question and an answer is, is perfect for me because that meets a need, like you were just saying, it's a, a specific thing that says, you know, how do I, how do I increase my video views on Instagram? Well, here's what Rebecca Reddy said on the answer. And boom, it's done. It's a snackable piece of content. And then you people can move on to the next one or they can go and listen to your whole thing or they can read your your whole blog post, your transcript about it. So I think for me, starting off the transcript really lets me, and then I can take those and make those, you know, quote graphics that I can post on my Instagram quote. I mean, my Pinterest quote board or, or wherever else I can put the stuff at. So it's just yeah. really, really easy to have that transcript where you can cut out pieces and reuse. Yes, yes, yes. Great advice. And it goes back to uh, having a, a strategy around that. So if, you're, if your podcast is a part of your content strategy, it's thinking about, okay, so how will video best support your podcast? And then what are the three things or the two things that you'll do every single time uh, that that new podcast goes live? And I think that really frees us up to not feel as if we're running all over the place, creating a whole bunch of content with no purpose. Um, but instead, we're letting that one piece of content do so much work for us. Because just think about the money you spend on that transcript, what it allows you to do. So for me, I, I do something very similar with the transcript and, and I take that and turn it into a whole blog post kind of recap. Um, so there's just so many different ways you can use that content, you know, beyond video, obviously. Yeah. So there are, are some other, other methods or uh, types of video you can create that don't involve you getting in front of the camera. And one of the ones I like is user generated content. So social media examiner and Jeff, uh, Jeff, you work on the Instagram for social media examiner. You've done some pretty unique things in, in that way. So can you share some of the ways you've used other people and other people's content? For oh, that? I know what you're getting at. Yeah. So you are part of one uh, user generated content. Oh, it's, it's like, takeover, yeah. yeah. So we did Instagram takeover. So what we did was ask mm -hmm. our speakers, uh, 
like especially the ones who do visual marketing and are on Instagram stuff like, hey, can you take over our account? And we we don't really actually let them take over our account. What they do <laughs> is they send us uh, the stories and then I post them. And I, you know, I'll say, if you want me to add a graphic or tag somebody or whatever, just tell me and I, and I do that for them. But that's a great way. And that that's story content that I don't ever have. I don't have to think about because we're cranking out content a, a lot. And so um having that as a piece of story content is, is really, really cool. But of course, like polls and things like that, you know, we've done like, you know, and, and look at the calendar. Cause some of it's silly. It's like Nash, national pizza day. What, you know, what's your favorite pizza or, you know, like stuff crust or not, you know, anything that we're they can interact with, they like to do, or you can have them um, take pictures of things and have like a kind of a, photo contest we did a thing where it was scout about where they would download a picture of okay. of the scout mascot and uh take a picture of that and they'd be entered in, in some stuff so you can it's just being creative um was, is there something i missed that you wanted me to talk about at least i'm trying to think of all the stuff the instagram takeover so it that could be a story or it could be a video right. you'd post in your feed uh what if you come across a we're about to go to social media marketing world and mm -hmm. a lot of people are going to create videos and put them in their own feeds is there any use you could make of those for oh, yeah. either we, that, next year? We've already planned because the week of the conference, I mean, we get everybody using our hashtag, um, mm -hmm. taking pictures of them on the plane. I mean, it just, and so we, we yeah. regram those, we ask permission and then we regram um, all those kind of things. And that gets buzz about the conference, but you don't have to do a, like an event to do that. Um, I tell about talk about this all the time. One of my favorite things to do is when people for like the chocolate company that I do a lot of stuff with, when a a store takes a picture and, and uses our hashtag or at mentions us, immediately I go to their Facebook post, like their page, and most always they share that same photo on their Facebook account. And then that's another piece of content that I can share out, out mention them on Facebook. And the, the people who are selling our products in their store love that. I've never had anybody say no, but it builds all this goodwill. And then that, that leads to more people tagging and more people wanting to get there. And it's just at that, that saves me time where I don't have to go and figure out, okay, what product am I going to showcase today? But right. that's another way to, to get user generated content. Okay. So you could, you could actually, um, do this proactively. Like you, you've done that with asking people to use a hashtag so that you can find them, but you could actually ask people to talk about your product or your service. So I'm guessing maybe Rebecca, maybe you've done that for yourself or a client, or maybe you have Jeff. Yeah. And I, I have a, what is it? I was going to say ice cream, but it's frozen yogurt, uh, a local frozen yogurt place that does a great job with this. So as you walk in, um, they're asking you to take a picture of, you know, you with your frozen yogurt or your frozen yogurt by itself and post that, you know, either to Yelp with a Yelp review uh, or uh, up on Facebook, you know, and making sure that you're tagging them. So I think there's a lot of uh, very clever ways that you can get people to take that action you want them to take and then start to generate all of this user-generated content. Uh, I think one of my favorite examples on Instagram is GoPro. 
They do such oh. a phenomenal job. That's all their content is, is user generated. So they are getting people to submit their videos of themselves out in the wild, you know, doing mm -hmm. what it is that they do that they've captured. Uh, another example that I shared on the blog, um, since I'm a cyclist, I tend to follow a lot of companies like that. Cannondale is one of the bikes that I have, and um, they're a great example, you know, so there's, there's just a lot of fun ways that you can, again, look at what the competition is doing, what other people within your industry are doing, and how are they having fun getting that user-generated content out of their community, and then how are they sharing that, and how does it make sense, you know, for your audience, because that's definitely all what it comes back to and we talked, uh, you know, we talked about um, your goals and really understanding what you're trying to achieve with your video content. And I think there's three really important questions as you consider even user generated content, you know, does it make sense for your business? And the three questions that I think you need to answer is what would someone need to know if they just stumbled upon you, if they just met you on Instagram, what is the one thing that video could help you uh, relate to them, get across to them? And then number two is what uh, someone would need to know to take the next steps with you. So as you consider, what are those calls to action within your video that might work? Um, what would that look like? And then what someone would need to know to hire work with you or potentially walk into your business. And when you kind of put all of your video content through those lenses, um, you're going to better understand exactly what type of video is going to help you express that in the best way possible. So if seeing user-generated content is going to build that no like, and trust factor instantly, if seeing user-generated content is going to get people to that aha moment really fast, well, then it probably makes complete sense for you. But I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that all content isn't right for all people. So you just really have to get to the bottom of it for yourself. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and Emily, Renee, and Cynthia both want to know the answer to this question. So are there different expectations for quality? So a lot of Instagram feeds, including Emily, are very professional photographs. They're staged beautifully. They're gorgeous photographs. So we just want to kind of jump into. Um, does our video content on Instagram have to be similarly produced or can it be more casual? What do people expect? Well, I think that, especially for stories, you do not have to have polished stuff because people do mm -hmm. like that behind the scenes. They like the stuff with the stickers on it and the GIFs coming up. I mean, that's kind of the the look and feel and um, uh, just the kind of the, I guess, the culture of Instagram stories. Um, there's even been some people talking about that you should not have produced video. But if that's your brand, I think it's okay. Like Zach King stuff, like we mentioned before, always looks mm -hmm. great. It just does. The question I would have, if you're a professional photographer anyway, you probably probably already have the tools to make all that stuff already. I don't think you need to go buy professional. If you're shooting with a DSLR, since you're not going to run into the, I'm going to get geeky here, the time limit on some of the DSLRs to stream live video or whatever, you can easily with your DSLR take really great um, Instagram stories and crop them the correct way and crop them to square and do it that way. And I don't, I don't really think you need to go out and buy special equipment if you're doing professional photos already. 
Yeah, I, I would uh, absolutely second all of that. I would say that uh, if your brand is is very professional, very polished, um, then yes, you probably more than likely want to share something that is on brand within your feed, but your story strategy is very different from that. Uh, and I do completely agree. People want to see uh, a little bit more of you, more behind the scenes, maybe your team, maybe your process, maybe what it takes, you know, to do something specific within your business. So think about it from that perspective, too, of yeah, you probably already have the exact tools you need and the editing and software and everything that goes into your actual feed. Um, probably not what you need for stories. You can be a, a lot more relaxed yeah. with those. So, yeah, I, I think the most important thing is you're having fun with it. You enjoy it because we know that uh, if you're not enjoying it, if it feels awkward, if it's cumbersome, some, it's going to get old really, really fast. And that is not a sustainable plan. Um, so while you're thinking about how often should I post, how much video content am I going to share? Think about that editing time. Think about how long it's going to take you or your team to actually get from ideation to posting. Um, and how much can you realistically create in any given week? And is that a su sustainable plan for you going into the future? Because I think we forget to think that far ahead too. We're just so excited. We're like, yes, I'm going to create right. all the video. And then we realize, wow. whoa. <laughs> the, and so like, I'm trying to, you know, break this down because, you know, I know both Rebecca and Lisa and, and my all try to repurpose as much as we can. So like, even when you're setting up the shoot, like if you're doing a flat lay and you have your camera above there, okay, can I do a like a time lapse? when I'm setting up this uh, thing that I can share in my feed, it still will have that professional look because I'm using the DSLR and looking really nice, but that's another piece of content I can do. While I'm doing that, my assistant, whoever else is with me, can go behind me with a phone and start capturing stories content that will tie back into that photo shoot because people love to mm -hmm. see how you're setting up and behind the lights and all that kind of stuff. So like plan out, like Rebecca was saying, you know, sit down, make a plan and then think, okay, I'm wanting to make this piece of content but what can I chop up while I'm doing that content that will make my job so much easier to repurpose everything uh, later and I can keep almost amplify what I'm already creating? Yes. Yep. Yeah. And it is it is thinking that through and, and really understanding that process. And it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be difficult to be good and to be valuable to your audience. But those are some of the most fun pictures, I think, or videos right. is the, the behind the, the scenes. I know every single time um, I do a video shoot, uh, I have. Um, my son, I'm very fortunate that that's what he does. Um, but I have his girlfriend who is always there and she's just using my iPhone, you know, to capture some videos or to shoot some quick behind the scenes pictures. So, you know, to my point, it does not have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be difficult. It just has to be exciting to your audience. Yeah. So let's, let's see how we can make this easier for people. Cause I mean, it's always going to be a little bit more difficult than taking a picture, right? Video. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. definitely yeah. more work involved. 
but worth it, right? Because you can connect in a way that you never could in a photograph. So how can we make this easier? Are there ways to batch the the planning, the the creation, the editing, and the scheduling. And yes, I'm setting you up to talk about Tailwind in the end. But, <laughs> but to be clear, this is what right. we're doing. Got yeah. it. I'll let Jeff, you want to take that first? Because I know you have a huge, huge process. And yes, 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 answer to all of that. Oh, oh yeah. So what was the question? <laughs> no, I love I, so Tailwind. The, the biggest thing for Tailwind is the being able to schedule stuff. It's like that's huge. Um, that just if you're doing any sort of content, yeah, you've got to be able to do that. The other thing is, is their hashtag tool is just so nice because that is the thing that I use. I, I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I'll even steal it for clients that aren't using Tailwind. No, I'm not. I, mean, I don't do that. No, but it's it's. I mean, it's that good that you want to do that because it does it. Uh, a good hashtag strategy and really using that, uh, optimizing it the best you can for your brand. And then there's stuff that hashtags you would never even thought of. And it, and Instagram's all about great photos and all about the hashtags and trying to figure that out. Um, Tailwind saves me a ton of time doing that. And that's why I recommend it. That so I, that's excellent. Thank you very okay. much. Um, but are there ways, do, you, do you batch create your videos? Do you batch edit? I mean, how can we make that part easier? Yeah. So, I, and in fact, I just redid the whole process of the way I do it. So when I do a show, I record both cameras while I'm doing it. And you can actually, the last post, I think in my Instagram feed at Jeff C um, has a clip from Kara Chase where I, I've interviewed her and it's she's inside of a television and she's doing the question and answer uh, kind of thing that I'm going to do. And so mm -hmm. that I, but I can share that out on Twitter. And I, so that's my process is I get all those out and then I batch the ones. I don't want to have the same show with the same person like right in a row. I want to split it up. So from like the last three shows, one may go out on Monday, one may go out on Wednesday and another on Friday, but they're different people. But I, I'm doing that now with all my shows. So I have this huge content library that I can schedule out. And now that I can do video on, on Instagram, it makes it so much easier. And I can also, also inside of that, I, I do the same thing with story content. So I have that as well. And then I can also do that with the audiogram thing, which we talked about from Headliner, how that I can, so I can mix and match all this stuff. So they're not getting inundated with the same content, but it's all on brand. And it's all about, you know, what I'm trying to showcase uh, on my Instagram feed. Yeah, well, and that's that's so important, too, that there is diversity within your content. So you're not just spamming your feed with right. the same old boring right. stuff. Um, for me, it's uh, it, it all rolls back up into that overall content strategy. So as a team, we will sit down, you know, we're identifying those content buckets. So what is it we want to be known for? What are the con conversations? that are happening around that. And from there, we're doing a typical keyword research uh, around topics. And we may brainstorm out a hundred different topics 
Everything from frequently asked questions that we're getting to community questions to changes, maybe features within, you know, social media tools, just all of those questions that are coming at us that center around our brand. And then what we drill down into is what is the actual intent of our audience? So are they asking, how do I post more video to Instagram or are they really asking how how do I get more clients from the video that I post to Instagram or how do I increase clicks from, you know, my Instagram profile over to um, so just really understanding what specifically uh, are we trying to achieve with every piece of video content that we create? What is the keyword that we're going to kind of center that around? Uh, and then what's the big struggle? So the struggling moment of our audience, what is it that they are so frustrated with that they feel as if they're just never going to master this or figure it out or never going to be able to do it? And then how can we layer on our solution over all of that because the key there is we want to be the easy solution for them we want to make it just you know so lickety split they get to uh, that moment of mastery or just that aha moment so really thinking it through from a very granular level of what do they really want from me then yes, then you can go into the batching. So you can not only batch uh, create, so we will schedule half days or full days that are just of shooting and filming, um, whether that's in a studio. So as we all know, there's a lot of setup that goes into that. Um, and then, you know, if it's out and about, so I'm lucky I'm in the LA area, I have a lot of great places that I can film. Um, so depending on where that's gonna be, we're writing all the content out. So it's a lot of script writing. It's a lot of uh, just making sure that we're getting the message across that we want to get across. So the important thing is to understand, yes, there is a lot more prep work that goes into video if you're going to be on camera. Mm -hmm. um, even if you're using them just to, you know, show your product or you're not on camera and you're showing behind the scenes, uh, you still have to really think through the intent, the struggling moment. What is uh, the value to your audience before you ever create that piece of content? Uh, but I'll tell you, once you start to get into a groove, so you you batch create, then you batch edit, and then you batch um, all of those right into Tailwind. You can just upload all of that. Uh, Tailwind will tell you the exact right times for you to post. So you don't even have to think about that. And then you just drop them down into your queue for auto posting. It saves so much time as far as that's concerned. So I would rather spend the majority of my time in the research, the ideation and the creation than ever have to worry about the heavy lifting that a tool like Tailwind right. completely takes off of you. So there's a balance within that. And I so, thought what you, oh, sorry. I was going to say what Rebecca said was that, you know, making sure that you're you're doing it for a purpose. And that purpose should be if you were watching this by yourself, would you stop? and watch the entire thing. Right. And that was right. what she had said at the beginning. So we kind of all the way, we kind of did a look at that perfect little circle. And now back where we started. And yeah. I, I want to give people a, a project. If, if they want to make this work, 
how about this? And, and we, you can edit while I'm talking. So, <laughs> so once a week, you're going to post a video on Instagram. You're going to, you're going to watch your clicks on your link in bio because, and you, and I want, I want you to tell me if this works out for you, me, but it works out for you. But my guess is that the way that you connect with people emotionally on Instagram is going to put you in a better place to say, you want to learn more, click on my link in my bio. And if you do that consistently, I would say after a month or two, you should start seeing your clicks on your link in bio go up. So if nothing else, see if you can turn that emotional connection into clicks from Instagram, which are kind of <laughs> kind of gold on Instagram. Right. If you, can get you know, they're qualified if they go over there and click your link in your bio. Right. Yeah, you know. yeah. So even if you just see a little bump, maybe that will be enough to encourage you to continue. And that your idea for the, the book blogger was beautiful. You know, just talk about something you're working on. If you're writing a blog post, talk about some little point in there that people really need to know from you and, and just try it for a month. See what happens. Anything you want to add to that challenge? No, I, I think that's a terrific challenge. You know, Jeff and I had the, the chance to do a webinar together talking about qualified traffic. And I think that's the other gold you're talking about over on Instagram is uh, as you're creating these videos and if you're strategic in understanding what their intent is, what their struggle is, what your solution is, then yeah, those people that are clicking through, you know, they've self-selected into your product, your service. They, they want to learn more. They're excited to reach out and possibly do business with you. So yeah, it's a little bit more work to your point, Elisa. Probably a lot more work at first, uh, just to wrap your head around the entire process, but it is so well worth it when you see the opportunities that come out of uh, people seeing or hearing you on video. Such a different way to interact. That's right. Well, I want to join Nazim and Scott and hey, Mia and everybody else who've said hello. And thank you so much for this great discussion. Um, any, any last thoughts? Jeff, what are you working on? My talk for social, for my social media marketing <laughs> world presentation. It's done. I just got to memorize it now. Right there with you. Yeah. yeah. So right you've, got, you've got a workshop. It's like 90 minutes. So you've got to fill yes. a lot more time. And a huge shout out to Jessamine, who is like my hero. Um, she's just so fabulous to work with. So is everybody over there, Jeff. But uh, I, I wrote her and I... I said, I've got all new data. I'm dropping it in. I'm working through that. Can I have an extra day? And she's like, oh, no problem. No problem. So she was wonderful about it. Yeah, so I, I just, like, I, I, wa I wave at those deadlines as they go by. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> I had to write in about yeah. because uh, they, Pinterest released a whole brand new kind of campaign for Pinterest ads this week. So I was like, my, my ad rep can't even answer my questions. So I just need a little bit more time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be good, though. That means you're going to get all the freshest, latest data and information come to the social media marketing world. And, and so yeah. what we need to do, since we're going to all be there, is we need to make some Instagram content together. So we can share on our feed. There That's we go. We I yeah. think I, I see video in our future. That's right. Yeah. I think I so. Do. Thank you so much, you guys. And thanks to everybody who came by. Uh, and offered hey, Monica. We'll see you again soon. Yeah. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining Joe.
Jeff on his mission to help you be successful in the Pinterest world. Would you like to take part in a live show? Be sure to join Jeff's email community at manlypinteresttips.com. Adding testosterone. One pin at a time.